I just needed to see you. And, uh, yeah? I'd like to, um, take you out or something. You're married. Not yet. Not married. No, I'm not married. Look, man, I'm telling you right off the bat, I'm high maintenance, so I'm not gonna tiptoe around your marriage or whatever it is you got going there. If you want to be with me, you're with me. Okay. Welcome to the Truth to Power podcast. How does one speak truth to power? We do it in our art, through our music, in the poetry of our language, or by the comedy we find in the darkness of days. This art may offend, for we are imperfectly human and uncensored. Hopefully the themes that we choose will enlighten the mind and offer new perspectives. As we build a conversation and enthusiasm for being connected. It's your boy, Ace Cannon, two feet still standing. Again, your boy ain't planning, but I'm here with my man. Curious G. Hmm. I'm ready today. Uh-oh, he's bringing some fuego. Hate. Some caliente. All right, let's get out the gate a little bit. Now, I'm going to throw out a quote, but this ain't necessarily the topic. We know the topic, right? Mm-hmm, no, no, yes, I do. This, okay, the topic, we still in love. Love. But we're going to go from another angle, like I promise. All about angles, baby. But I'm gonna, I've, I've been tying this thing in a little bit of art last week, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with a little quote, because I want us to keep that mind frame of art. Okay. Because we're going to talk about a little bit of art. Love art. Love art. I love art. Okay. A true artist is not one who is inspired, but one who inspires others. Mm. Salvador Dali. I'm saying that's... That's my man that's the, right that's there. That's your dude right there. All right, so we're going to talk about the way that art in our society frames, frames love. Um, you know, I'm not going to talk about those uh, romance novels and all that kind of shit, but I do watch films, and I do want to talk about some films, and I do want to talk about love in films. So let's think like rom-com, shit like that. That's my, one of my favorites. Ooh, let's go. What's your favorite baby? rom-com, dude? Right, I, I, honestly, know that. I really, really like the movie She's Out of Your League. Oh. Bro, it's fucking phenomenal. It's just really, really funny. I don't know if I know that so, one. So yeah, um, guy basically is kind of a loser, quote unquote, meets a girl who's extremely beautiful at the airport. He's a TSA agent, gets her cell phone. Needless to say, the rest is history. Oh, and she's out of his league. <clears throat> yes, and she oh. is, but- you have to watch it out and find out. So, so he was like, he he has a a job don't pay very much. Oh no, he doesn't. And what's her job? She is an event planner, and she charges fifty thousand dollars just to say hello to her. Oh, that's, if all my if all my numbers are correct, which they are. That's kind of breaking the rules for the rom com thing. Is it? It usually is. Yeah, usually it's um, the flip, right? Like yeah. Hallmark shit. Yeah. 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 So we're going to get into this thing a little bit. And so my, my first question for you today, man, mm-hmm. is do rom-coms actually set people in their relationships up for disappointment? Yeah. Shit ain't a movie, dog. So I don't, what, this shit ain't a movie, dog. I think it's in Jay-Z song. But yeah, bro, this is real life, bro. It ain't. I didn't magically... Some dude just had come to town and I randomly met him or some shit like that. Like, I don't know. Some some random shit just doesn't happen to a lot of people to where someone moved in next door. Oh, my gosh. We fall in love. Wow, crazy. I mean, it could happen, but. 
See, you know, there is this this guy, Eric Fromm, that we talked about last mm-hmm. week. He talked about falling in love. It's more about the ego yeah. than it is anything else. And if you look back in history, um, a lot of times marriage was more about practicality, right? Um, they had the arranged marriage and things like that. It was a way of moving the finances forward. It was the way of having children. In fact, you go back to the Greeks, that motherfuckers was doing a lot of gay fucking you know, and adopting left and right. Yeah, like the the Olympics that started off, they oiled up naked boys go, boy. and had them wrestle I'm and shit. Wrestle. So, but, you know, they Dude, someone made a joke. They were talking about wrestling, and my my, my boy goes, "I'm just gonna come in my Greek, <laughs> my Greek <laughs> uniform on Monday," and that shit made me crack up. No, 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 no. but <laughs> That's they, my boy. They had women, they had wives, yeah, but they didn't use them for anything really <laughs> except for cleaning the house and making babies. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, I think it's a newer concept that we actually fall in love. You know, I don't think that that's necessarily been the way of things. In fact, uh, where this kind of got its start was with um, the romantic period, actually. It makes it makes sense because like you're saying it it even your even the simple size of your pool of dating of marriage. Like back in the day, it was like someone in the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. you know, it was. And it was crazy, like, oh, I met someone across town. I go to a different school. You know, now I'm now people are dating around the world. Oh, dude, like with this nothing. internet thing. Yeah, it's like it's nothing. Have you, you know? dated a lot of people off the internet? I've dated a couple. Yeah. Same. Not a not a lot, not Same. a lot. But I uh, I've I'm gonna sound I'm I've been pleasantly blessed to be able to meet people throughout my life. So I've uh, I had a moment where I was pushing it hard, but it was more for just play. It wasn't actually like I was trying to get anything, you know, but it was, it's fun. It can be fun when you're young. Then when you old though, it kind of gets, I mean, boring. <laughs> I'm not trying to <laughs> just leave you. Like they always say, the best part of a prostitute is you're not paying her for the service. You're paying her to leave. Wow. <laughs> wow I'm just saying there's some nights. Okay. It's so there's real, bro. I didn't love her. So I do think that rom-coms and all that kind of shit has fucked up our perception of what relationship oh, should be. Yes. By the way, the answer, yes, it is. Yeah. And I think that people have this idea of a soulmate. You know, do you believe in soulmates? No, no. I, I think that there's people that can love each other until death. Yeah. You know, but I don't definitely think that there's one person for every person on the planet and I don't even know the mathematics, but I'm sure that shit don't add up, you know, <laughs> but mm. I definitely think that, you know, like I, when you explain the ego, it is, I think it's sacrificing when you don't necessarily have to, but you do because you want to. Mm. And it's like, I'm doing for this because I care about this person so much that I want to make their life better. And in turn, that feeling fosters, grows. And that just turns, you know, it's a feeling of love to where it's like, I can't, I couldn't imagine not that person not being in my life because of things that we do together. It's like, that's my life. I enjoy. And I love my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So there in turn, it's, I could see how it all plays, you know, exactly how it play out since I'm not in love or have a love of my life. So. See, and I've been that dude that fell in love in first sight, Yeah, you know, but I, I, that's all, also why I have a pet name for my cock. I call that the bully. Cause that motherfucker bullies me into some shit. You know what I mean? I've I've, I've he, seen him push you in the he, corner a few times, dude. He's <laughs> I can't let him out the box. That motherfucker, no, he, he don't go back in. No, dude. He 
He started talking shit to me when I was in church. <laughs> Go ahead and touch it. Touch it. <laughs> I'm like, bro. I'm like, dude. No. This is church. Yeah. They got the eyes closed. It's That's the all right. prayer. That's all right. Exactly. <laughs> this is the perfect time. This is the perfect time, fam. Oh. You know, he never, he never wanted to play. Oh, he yeah. never wanted to play tag. He wanted to play touch. <laughs> but you know, uh, I I don't believe in that soulmate idea. Um, when I was with Lynn, okay, it was actually uh, I I had struggled in my ego a little bit when I was with Lynn. Um, when we first got together, I was thirty four, thirty five, something like that. You know, I was young as fuck. To me. That's you know, younger than me. To me. So, yeah. yeah. Young as fuck. Yeah. And, but she was eight years older than me. Now, Lynn was a good looking woman. Um, she turned heads in her 40s. And um, when we first got together, like, I realized in many ways I traded up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I went to a, a, a class she was out of my league there you go okay. you know yeah. and and financially this woman was was um well off you know compared to me at the time um commanded a lot of financial security and it was a trip dating her dude when when we went out right like her daughters were like nine ten uh ten and eleven when we started living together i think it was and um we'd go out to eat and they would say things like, um, I'll have the ribeye. What? <laughs> Bitch, you're 10. <laughs> you're 10. Uh, bone in, please. What? <laughs> um, and that'd be medium rare, please. Um, with the upgrade of the lobster tail. What? I'm, I'm trying to look for the children's menu. You know what yeah, I mean? All the chicken strips. Oh, yeah. I'm like, where the fuck is the children's <laughs> menu? No, we would come in the restaurant, and they would try to hand them the crayons and that little menu thing. No, and, we good. And they just, they just gave her that disdainful look. Mm, if you could see me right now, I'm giving it. <laughs> I pretty much live with that face. But here's the <laughs> thing. So we get together, and a few years down the line, I began to realize the age difference that we had. Right? Um. And it really had crossed my mind at this point because I I felt like we were going to be together for the rest of our lives. And we had a good run. I mean, we made it a lot of years, you know, close. To, we were coming up on some time, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, but I actually struggled a little bit with the age. Um, not while we were together, but we actually broke up for a whole year and lived in a separate house. She had her place. I had my place. And we didn't continue to see each other. And, um, it was a big thing for me when, when we got back together was I actually went through my head and I'm like, can I be with somebody that's this much older than me? Eight years. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal until you get a little bit older. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I started to realize that. And I made a decision that, um, that I was going to love her and that I would release a lot of that ego stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter if you start to look older than me. It doesn't matter if you can't do as much as me. You know, because if this person is the person that I want to be with and she treats me the way that I, you know, want to be treated and all that kind of stuff, then everything else don't matter. No. It's you just know? like, you, I had I had my time, now it's my time. To, you know, it's just like, it, it's just, we're equal at the end. You know, we're like, and we took care of each other. You know. But I caught feelings. <clears throat> yes. I had caught feelings. 
And, um, you know, I think that feelings play a little bit of a part in this thing called love, but I don't know if it should be the guide. Catching feelings? Yeah. Nah, bruh. It's, it's like you're, you're falling in love with surface level. Mm. You know, even, even personality, even everything like that shit is just what they want you to see. You know, mm. I, what I want you to see, what you want you to see. You know, that's what we do. It's, it's just like business, bro. The real shit comes, goes on behind closed doors. It ain't like a rom-com though, is it? No, I've never, <clears throat> you know what? It's funny. Not funny, but I heard someone say this and it was actually it's in a movie or something, but it hit hard. They go, no, it's in, this is us. But he goes, you know, life is like everyone loves Raymond. Except you're, except no one's laughing and your problems don't actually get solved in one in 30 minutes. Mm. He's like, it's a great show because it's, I mean, I took it more. I was like, you're right. Bro. Like 30 minute sitcoms are so good at like just fixing everything. In oh, they're efficient. Minutes. The 22 minutes, bro. I can have a problem. Yeah. We have a resolution, have a climax or no, have a climax, have a revolution. And then we outro. And yeah. They're efficient. Like a motherfucker. Like a crazy, crazy. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. But so let, let's look at what, what in rom-coms, what is the classic woman like in a rom-com? So in the rom-com, in this one, it's either, you know, small town. So I look at it like small town, small job, or the flip side, she gets a promotion or she moves to a new area or something happens. So almost, yeah, that's what I think. A lot of them, you know, they kind of seem like they lack a lot of outside things other than desiring a man. You know, which is not way the way that women are in real life. But this is the way that I see a lot of rom-coms, you know, or or they don't need any motherfucking man at all. And they're yeah. so buried in their their job, their business. But that's the one thing see, that they really do need. I feel I feel like I see that more often than not in a rom-com. Mm. It's like it's usually for me, I always think of it's the guy upgrading. Like, I don't know, when I think of rom-coms, I actually think of it as the guy. Being the, like the loser, always. Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't see that. If yeah. You, if you look at rom-coms, everybody's beautiful. Well, yeah, but I mean, like one person, like there's always the, the protagonist is always trying to get, like get the person, right? And I always think it's usually guys trying to get the girl. See, what I, what well, I maybe, see a yeah. lot of times is it's a good looking dude. Um, a lot of times they're, they're not, they're not smashing any ass. Let me rephrase this. You want to know why I think this way? I understand. Because I don't watch Hallmark. My mom, bro, she's obsessed with Hallmark. It's hilarious. And I, I'll walk in and be like, oh, did the girl move to the Midwest and she ended up finding a cowboy this week? And she goes, shut up. <laughs> or did she end up moving to the city and she was the janitor and actually ran into the CEO this week? And she's like, shut up, you know? So it's just like a joke. But that's what it is, actually. Yeah, my mine is because I go out and find, that's why my favorite rom-com has to do with the guy being the main dude, mm. you know, knocked up. Like he was kind of a loser, you know, but it's a rom-com. I mean, he dated fucked up. Yeah, but that's getting to be the newer versions <laughs> but, but of But I understand that. And I think this is generational than when you and I, because yeah. I'm trying to tell you right now, <laughs> I'm not just saying this to say it. Like that shit's real. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the that guy, kind of, yeah, 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 So yeah. it's, that's how I look at the rom-com now. I don't actually look at it as a flip. Um, I think of that as a Hallmark woman's, like a Hallmark chick flick. Mm. And I think a rom-com is different than a chick flick. 
maybe that's just me. I don't even, maybe I'm not even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Romantic comedy. That's, I mean, <clears throat> that that's kind of what it is. For sure. And, and they, so, they've flipped a lot of shit on its so, head. So then I wouldn't consider like a Hallmark movie, a romantic comedy. I would consider that a chick flick that has funny moments. Yeah. You know, I, I see like a lot of the, the dudes and, and I think that the dudes in these rom-coms and romantic novels and all that shit give us bad names and actual real relationships. See, yeah. They, they have a beauty to them, these dudes, right? Yeah, they're, they're, like nobody's falling in love with um, that dude from Goonies. You know, baby hey, Ruth. Hey, I was like, hey, you guys. Yeah, hey, you, hey guys. you guys. Nobody's falling in love with that motherfucker. They're falling in love with beautiful dudes with abs. Yeah. They got height. The hundred percent. They all they, six they, foot. They all well, I'll six say, foot. I'll say brown hair, blue eyes, green eyes, chisel jaw, good smile, six pack, good body, wearing jeans, has a lumberjack shirt on, blah, 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 blah. The sensitive, yeah. intelligent. But, but, he, but, he, but he reads a lot, but also can cut wood. Yeah, that's right. You know? the, the alpha male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who also can knit. But you know what's funny is is they they don't really have any love interests like they're not currently smashing ass most of the time. No, they're cutting wood in yeah. the forest by themselves. They're, they're not to... even thinking about it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not even thinking about getting with Jennifer down the block. No, nah, no, nah. Jenny from the block ain't getting no play this week. No, dude. <laughs> boy be shooting hoops. <laughs> but yet they always are sexually gifted, right? Oh, oh yeah, bro. They oh. like they hit it. The boy be I'm fucking with that little. <laughs> I ain't little league. This is that majors, boy. <laughs> but, but why don't the why don't the dudes in um, rom coms have fuck buddies while while the show starts? You would think at least one or two. I mean, maybe Boomerang, Eddie Murphy was smashing ass. Well, that, yeah, that that as Eddie though. <laughs> I mean, like that's Eddie though. Bro. But he was remember he was too picky. Yeah, what was, was he picky about? The the was it the. The, t- the, the feet. I was gonna say it was he the toes, to right? The toes. It was the yeah. toes. Let me see the he's, toes. I was, like couldn't pulling, remember if his feet or the toes. Pulling the blanket back. That's right, bro. That movie. So this is why I was like, that was when I was single digit little mijo. Mm. And my mom was like, yo, bro, we got to go to the movies. You're coming. <laughs> so I watched that. <laughs> Same thing that in Jungle Fever. <laughs> that would do. But I think there's uh, unrealistic expectations. Yes. And I think that it creates also destructive gender points of view. Well, if your guy doesn't do all those ventures or do all these things, like he's not romantic. It's what, like, one of the big things is, the dude at some point needs to change something in order to make the relationship work. And even the flip, the or the guy, it's it's just the, a person has to recognize a necessary change in oneself because mm-hmm. it happens in the same way. The CEO of the female CEO is, I work too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have no balance. Oh, I don't have any of this. So it is just, it's, but it is a realization, you know, a realization of a necessary change to be with the person that's actually. Showing you the change. Who we going deep today, boy? Let's, oh yeah, let's go, yeah. dude. I, I'm I'm a little pissed to be honest with you. These romantic comedies. Now I got some that I like. I'm a I'm a film dude. I like every style of movie. You're not going to save romantic comedy and lose me. There's some romantic comedies I really do love, right? But I think all in all, they always seem to have the same thing. You get two people that hate each other. Or you know different. what I mean? Yeah, or different. Yep. Or sure. or they're different, like, or yeah. or they they're in proximity to each other, but they just don't see each other. Like <laughs> they work at the same place, but keep walking past each other every yeah, day. And, yeah. yeah, or forced proximity, like they have <laughs> they to be have together, to be together, or something, or something like that, dude. It's always it's always something, but they don't see each other as a relationship. Yes, you know what I mean. Until they do, you know, and then they get together hot and heavy, and then boom, something happens. 
and it pulls them apart. Yep. And then every single time, right at the last second, somebody's running through an airport. <laughs> That's you want to know it's funny? And she's all or she's out of your league. Of course, the end scene. He's running in an airport. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, Sharon. I gotta get gotta look at the gate. Gotta do it's always the classic look at the gate. If we go, I'm in love with her. Just let him go. He's fine. <laughs> Don't make me hop on a ferry, Susan. Don't, don't make, make me. me hop on a ferry. I will hop. I will hop on. <laughs> but it, it's true. Like in in this like outpouring of emotion and public display and all this and that. It's just these are little fucking things. And this is not reality. I've never had a. I've never had a. Mo- I I feel like I've had a pretty unique life. Mm. But I can't think of the moment. Stop, everybody. I just want you all to know that I got to confess my love for. I I had one of those moments. Of course you have, motherfucker. <laughs> of course you have. Let's go. But no, story it, time. But, okay, I'll tell the story. But it, it wasn't. It didn't have nothing to do with any female love. But I had that moment where I said, uh, can I have everyone's attention, please? Now, this was the deal, right? It was... Uh, I had just got out of jail. <laughs> okay. God damn. For my DUI, right? Now it was I, I was just like making a decision. I'm gonna be sober for a little while, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah. got out of jail for DUI, and I needed to get some kind of ID, or they were gonna put me back in jail, right? I had to get it like by the end of the fucking day, and I'm just getting out of jail, right? And I don't, I don't know. I was worried about going back to jail. But I was a single parent at the time. Now, I got that DUI, and this is why I decided I I need to get my life together. I need to get sober, all that kind of stuff, right? Was because I was raising my daughter. Yeah. Her mother, when my daughter hit a year and a half, she came home one day, said, I don't want to be a mother. I don't want to be a wife no more. And I honestly found my solution with alcohol for a while. But when my daughter was two, almost three years old is when I got the DUI. It was my first DUI ever, you know, and I needed to get that ID or I was going to go back to jail. And I was terrified that I was going to lose custody of my daughter because I didn't want her to go to grandma's. If she went to grandma's in my mind, through dealing, it's done through dealing. Mm -hmm. So I walked into the fucking DMV. I had ridden my bicycle because my car was in that car jail. I remember. You know what I mean? I rode this bicycle all the way across town. And it was hot. Hey, what's a bit fucking hot? Hey! <laughs> now, it was February, but it was hot. It's this hot. is Florida hot. It's hot. You got that Alabama heat coming down on your ass. That coming on yeah. your ass, boy. So I, I rode across town fast as I could to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it took me, like, some time to get money out of the bank and all this and that. Like, And, you know, I'm just getting free. You know, and I came into the thing and you know how you go up to the DMV thing and you go to pull that little, that little ticket, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I pulled that little number and it's like, they're going to close in a little while. And there's like 45 people with numbers ahead of me. I wanted to do like Beetlejuice did in that movie where he snatched that number from that other dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I knew I couldn't do that. So I made, I made a public announcement to everybody at the DMV. And motherfuckers at the DMV don't want to give up their number. No. But I gave a speech about my daughter. I said, let me tell you guys something. This is the story I have to tell all of y'all. I need to be a father. I need to go home today with an ID. And if I don't get an ID by the end of this day, I might be going back to jail. 
and I don't want to go back to jail. I need somebody to give me their number. Dude, <laughs> I laid it out there like that. Now, it was a different type of love. That was 100%. That's different. But that's a great fucking story. That's but, a real love. You know, right and, there. you know, I, I feel like in moments where we have to, we can. You're always surprised to people. People are surprised. Mm. They're so much more capable. People are. I know I talk a lot of shit about, but it's just, I think I do it out of half hate, but there's some love there too. Like I do, because it's just like, yeah, bro, you can. Like all the opportunities are there for you. So it's like, I want everyone to succeed, man. I know maybe I sound like certain things sometimes, but it is. Watching people succeed is so comforting in my life. I want my brothers and sisters to be successful. Cause then we all, when we all eat, we all happy. Mm. Preach. So what's one of your uh, favorite, like uh rom-com type thing? Uh, like cliche. Besides she, she's. Oh, like movie, movie yeah. wise. Well, Sarah Marshall is, it really is. Oh, but dude, another is. one, another one too, that I really like, I really like some of the Adam Sandler stuff. Like oh. back, like I really like like fifty first dates. Yes, like yes. those. Like and I, he's great in it, but he, even uh, Rob Schneider in that movie when he's the Hawaiian. Oh, oh, bro, he's one of badass. He's hilarious. Like he's he, he plays that role so good, man. Uh, so I like those. I always liked the Wedding Singer. Like I really liked that movie. He was with Drew Barrymore yeah. both those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Is the chick important to you? Like as a dude, like do you got to have a thing. For I her? think I to me you do because she's cool. They're always cool, man. Like cool chicks where I'm like, bro, I want to date her. Like Meg Ryan. Yeah. Meg Ryan did every goddamn she, she rom-com. Cute. She fun. You're like, bro, I could take you home to ma. I know you probably wild when and we know she a little wild because of, you know, the movies. But I'm saying like, yo, bro, like, you cool. You got a good job. Shorty be out here. I'm a loser. Holla at me, boo. What's up? So th this is kind of what I mean, like the the blonde, pretty, 100%. nice body, 100%. right? Like this is what I mean by does it do damage? Yeah, because most people aren't blonde hair, blue eyes, yeah. and have a perfect life. So yeah. when you don't have that, you're gonna you're gonna say, well, if I, what, if she's getting that guy, then like fuck, what am I gonna get? See, mm. Shallow Hal is not even in my top five, but that motherfucker knocked it out the park. You saw Shallow Hal? Yeah, I I you know what? That's a I haven't, I've, I think I've only watched it once, but that scene, I just, I'll, I've watched clips afterwards. Where she broke the booth? Well, not that one, but just when he's talking about her at, when she's getting on the, 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 um, uh, when you, when you jump off in the water, um, the bouncy shit, what is it called? Uh, I don't know what the fuck Yes, you, when you jump into a pool, you jump a, off A something. diving board? Thank you, bro. God, I was like, damn, bro, the okay. jumping bouncy thing, the shit you dive <laughs> off, that one, that scene, when he's like talking to her. I thought that was a fantastic scene. Fuckers got love on the mind. Bro, I'm all fucked up now. You caught me catching feelings over here. Yo, mm. don't don't look at me too long. Mm, that's all right. The only person recently that I wanted to holler at just turned me down. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Bro, I have women literally in my life being like, yo, well, let's go do something. And the one person I was like, yo, let's go do something. And she's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and I was like, ugh. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Because listen, if you if you make that move and they say no, that's okay. You know what I mean? The only thing I want a girl to do is really be real. Don't I, don't pretend. I, I actually finally said that. I was like, yo, are we playing pretend? What are we doing here? Mm. And then finally she was like, yeah, I'm really not that into you. And I go, oh, well, we can go back to playing pretend again if you want. I didn't say that. So I give you my top five. 
Okay. Romantic comedies. Now I do. I I, I admittedly have one with Meg Ryan. I, I got one with Meg Ryan. Is it? She did so many of them. Which? Oh, can I, can I guess? See if you can, yeah, see if you can okay. guess. Well, it's You Got Mail. No. Oh. I never even saw that one, to be okay. honest with you. I actually like that one. I, uh, you know, I think I saw that one in, or, you know, advertised and I said, you know what? Too many Meg Ryans. Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, no. Although I did like that motherfucker. Tom Hanks, for me, he just isn't. He isn't your dude. I liked him. I liked him early in his career. Yeah. And I've liked him in some roles. I did like I can, Sleepless I can, in Seattle. I can see what you're saying, though. It's roles. Yeah. I can see that. It's like Denzel for me. Like, I don't like his whole catalog. Oh, he's the man. But there's definitely some roles. He, that, he, he's the best black actor that there is in my mind. I mean. That's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. Denzel is the man. No, nah, he's the man. He is the man. Like, for sure. But there's still some roles where I'm like, yeah, I don't really. Like, but he, it's not his fault. He acted the shit out of it. Just a shitty script. Okay, so here's here's my right. number five. And I'm going to ask a question after I tell you what Perfect. it is. When Harry met Sally. I was gonna be. I was gonna be my next one. I was gonna say you. You trying to go to the delicate, the delicate I can't even say right now. Now here's the age-old question: Can men and women be friends without sleeping together? Bro, I, I say. Because that was the question for the yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm a person that doesn't have very many female friends. Right. I mean, you. We've. I don't. I don't need but, female friends. But you don't have a big circle. You got, was, a, you got a small big circle. dick. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't Damn, know what you're talking about. I was like, Damn, what you looking over there for, bro? <laughs> I was like, Maybe, who have you heard? Who are you talking to? Um, no, I don't have a big circle. My circle is very, very, very small. Mm. So, I have a circle. I have a circle. Do you? And I have a lot of women friends. Yeah, you do. I have a lot of women friends. And and part of it is that I've I've made it a priority to make women friends after Lynn and I's relationship ended because I didn't want to be a fucking dickhead to women in the next relationship that I get into. It makes sense. And I feel like you have to learn to be friends with women. Well, I'll say I grew up with single, like single women my whole life. I think that helped too. I've never had problems mm. like making friendships with that, but I've always been able to ask my, like my aunt or my mom for their perspective. And my mom and I have a really odd relationship in a sense to where I feel like she raised me well. So like now she doesn't necessarily have to do anything to tell me how to, cause I'm going to live my life how I want to live it, you know, regardless. So now I can just, I have her to talk to, um, female friends though. If like, if I have problems, I'm going to come to like you, <laughs> I'm going to come to my boys. Like I'll call my best friend dirty. Like I'll call these people who I have. Cause I'm just like, how would you're another male? Why would I care about a, if it's a male problem? Like I don't need a female perspective. Right, shit. right, right, right. It's male shit, you know? And if, if I want it, I'll ask your opinion. But I, I mean, I'll ask a lot of people their opinion. It doesn't mean I, I'm going to take your advice, you know. But. And see, you know, I, I like right now, I like dating more than one person. You know what I mean? And one of the reasons is, is because I think that if we are only, like if you get into a committed relationship, that's one thing. I can be committed. I've done that. You know what I mean? But to date different people. It is to me is better because if you're only dating one person, you can steer the narrative towards that person to the idea of falling in love. If that's what you want. But I do believe that you should be friends with the women that you're dating. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if sex happens to happen, great. Um, if it doesn't happen to happen, which I dated somebody last year and we went out for a while and we never had sex. And to be honest with you, I really dug her a lot. 
You know what I mean? And um, you know what I was talking to my mom recently about? I go, it's so easy to say things when you've already experienced a portion of your life. Mm. Like, because I said that to her, I go, you know why you don't need a man? Because you have grandkids. And I, she goes, huh? And I go, you had a man. You had everything. You've had it all. Now you know what you want. So you have the life you want. Mm-hmm. I go, I get what you're saying. Like, not you, but I've, just, I've had this conversation with people before. And I was like, I get what you're saying, but it's easy to say, like, I don't need those things or I do those things because you've already experienced it. Like for me, like I haven't had that moment to where like I was a dickhead or something like that. To I mean, fuck, yes, I have. But in a relationship to somebody to where afterwards I'm like, bro, I probably need to get better perspective on this because I was wrong. You know, I just, it didn't work out. I want to now know why it didn't work out. So maybe I could get ahead of the curve, but I mean, shit's working or is it working? I don't know. Shit's not working. Who knows? I'm broken. You know, I think that you can be friends with women without having sex because I have had a lot of women friends that I haven't had sex with. I got coworkers and I don't, you know, I, I never ever, and they're my, like they are, but I kind of, well, you don't. Women that I've hung out with though. And I think that one of the things is, is if you only have one female friend, <laughs> you know, and that's the only one that you're hanging out with. Yeah. Sex will probably eventually happen, especially if you aren't getting none. But if you've got a lot of female friends, a lot of male friends, a lot of activities, you know what I mean? I, I say, I guess I'm like real big on, I have a quaint, oh, I have a shit ton of acquaintances mm. and I really, I di- differentiate those like really big. Like I know a I can call up a lot of girls and just talk to them, see mm. what's going on, like see, throw some shit around. But like friends, I got my back. They're only guys. Like I don't have actually a best female friend. Mm. Like I have a really good female friend, but she has a family and shit. So I can't rely on her to be there for me because it's not my, her responsibility to be there. Her responsibility is to be there for, for this thing. And I say the same thing to my boys. Like I'm not number one, bro. Like you're not number one. You know, so I just, I don't know, like when you have time for me, get at me. Mm. So I don't need, I don't need no new friends. <laughs> I like my circle. How do you know that they're really? What are you saying? That they fake orgasm? It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Right? It's right. I forgot. You're a man. What was that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. All right, so that's number f- that's number five, When Harry Met Sally, okay. classic fucking movie. And <sighs> yeah, one of the things about that movie is it made me laugh, you know? And I, I thought it the is, acting, it was it was. Fat. Billy Crystal's awesome. I, he is. He's really good in that movie. He is. Yeah. And he he played a good dude, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, okay, so here's another one. All right. uh, as Good As It Gets with Nicholson. Now, this dude uses dialogue, which hurls racist, sexist. Is this this the one with Diane? Diane, as good as it gets when he's on the- No, no, no. no. Which one is this? Helen Hunt. So this dude is is like saying racist, sexist, homophobic, physical insults at everybody he meets, right? Charming. (laughs) (laughs) You know, at one point he, so he's a writer, in this in this film, and at one point, this this he goes to the publishing house that he's publishing at, and there's a secretary that's just looking at him like like she's just in love, right? She asks how he writes female characters so convincingly, and he replies, "I think of a man, and I take away reason and accountability." 
That's <laughs> some fucked up shit, right? Yeah. But yet by the end of this movie, people have a soft spot for this dude, right? But see, here's the thing. He's destined to become a better man by becoming vulnerable through one's fear, right? That's kind of what it is. He, yes. he has to change in order to, to get... So I think this is what I mean by it sets up these gender ideas. Oh, he, I can change him. I can change him. I'm going to make him better. No, you can't. No, you can't. Mm. Either he wants to be better and he wants to grow, but you're not going to change him. As human in general, baby. Just like I'm not going to change her. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, when I was with Lynn, one of the things that, that um, I realized was, hey, there's some things that, that, that may never change. You know, hmm. um, I have to accept her as she is. And this is the thing I also realized when I said I struggled with that ego. I said to myself, no matter what woman I'm with, if it's the one that's eight years older than me or is it the one's eight years younger, right? Whatever it is, I'm going to deal with the same stuff with every relationship. Yeah. There's insecurities, there's fears, there's communication issues, there's money it's issues. Human, it's human issues. Yeah. And it's like, if you find somebody that can work through that with you, there ain't no soulmate. That's your partner. That's your partner. That's your partner. That's like, that's my partner in crime, homie. Yeah, dude, I don't want a soulmate. That's why my that's why my brother, like that's why I'm always so like the only envy like envy I have of my brother is I am envious of his relationship with his wife because I'm like, bro, you guys have been best friends since you were 16, and you laugh every day, you have fun, and when they have their problems, they're so adult about it, and at least on, and, I mean, maybe they do some something different behind closed doors, but I don't think so because they're that's our. I mean, I've known them for. I mean, I've known her for six, six, seven, 18 years now. Mm. And I mean, that's a, that's a long fucking time to be playing pretend. I don't think you are. They don't. Dude, you know, I, I say this, I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. Um, I think the last relationship I was went in for all those years, somebody was pretending and it wasn't me. Mm. Wasn't me. I think that she pretended herself. Like she, she pretended in the shower. She, she fooled herself. Yeah. Right? Pretending on the sofa. And I think I I think I filled a role. Oh, he'll be a good father because he's a father to his daughter. And you young. Oh, he goes to work every day. He's he treats me nice. He doesn't have a drug problem. He doesn't have a gambling problem. He's not a violent person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I fit all I checked the boxes. For you sure. Know? And that's probably why it was. Uh, two days after she left me for another dude that I said, you know, something don't make sense. We have a, we have a good relationship. What is it that you don't value in me anymore? You know, what is it that you value in this guy? And it turns out that it was money. You know, I, he owned a few things. And I said, uh, is that what it is? And she says, maybe it is. Well, I went through the list of, of things that he had and things that you had, and you came up lacking. And I thought to myself, well, shit, I had 18 years with you. Don't we have memory of our kids? And there shouldn't be almost anything (laughs) that this fool could do. But you know, that's that's neither here nor there. What I what I actually what crossed my mind almost immediately was if you don't value me, I do. I'm gonna take me someplace else. And I've been good since. Right? Yeah. After I started saying fuck it, but in a good way. Like fuck it, bro. Okay. That's okay. Like, the, you know what scene I think about a lot, re, like recently? Mm. I think about the scene with Seinfeld 
And when they when he breaks up in the diner and he goes, it's okay. That's fine. I'm going to meet someone else. And we're both going to meet. And he goes, I magically just meet someone else and it all just kind of works out. That's what I say. I say, fuck it, bro. I ain't going to stress <laughs> about shit. Like, I'm just going to let it keep working itself out. So here's number three. This is a good segue from number three. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. I think this, out of out of everything on the list. I hope it's something crazy. It's the best film. Okay. It's the best film, even though it's not my favorite on the list. It, it the, the, the camera work in this motherfucker and the artistic abilities of this film. Ooh. Mm. Eternal sunshine of the, oh, the spotless, spotless mind. mind. Too many guys think I'm a concept or I complete them or I'm going to make them alive. I'm just a fucked up girl who's looking for my own peace of mind. Don't assign me yours. Yes. Bro, that movie is, you're right. It is gorgeous. Dude, what it, what it is in that film is it reminds us of the importance of embracing the entirety of our experiences. The good, the bad, the joyous, the painful, Right. These experiences, memories, regardless of their emotional weight, shape our identities, guide our actions, and ultimately make us human. And this is what this film is about, is embracing life. Yeah. Life. Life. And, you know, he wanted to erase some of that stuff. And in a sense, it was kind of like, um, it was kind of like suicide, right? That's you're, kind of what he was doing with that little. It's like the movie Click mm. with Adam Sandler. It's the only second time drop, but it is. Yeah. You speed through your life. All of a sudden you forget about the certain things that actually mattered. Mm. You're like, I'm just going to, the funniest one in that movie is he uh, doesn't want to have sex. So he speeds through it and he doesn't realize it. So every time he has sex, it speeds through it. And he goes, what the fuck? You know, cause it, it is, there's times where it is, it's like, even as a guy, man, there's still some shit where it's like, all right. But don't a lot of married men speed through it. <laughs> it's, almost, it's Thursday. Two oh, minutes of tough love. Duh, duh, you're my favorite, baby. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my buddy, my buddy, um, he's been married since for a long time. I, th- I want to say since high school. Okay. And he's like 40 something years old. And and recently his wife had a hysterectomy. And and the fair has been closed down. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 like, like he can't get in on the rides. You know what I mean? And it's it's tough. It's tough. But, you know, I think that it's a beautiful thing that they've been married that long and it feels like it's been a long time when it's been a few weeks because I don't know if you remember when we talked about the average, um, well, 40% of people, the average amount of people, I'm not saying this right, 40% of married people, the average amount of times that they have sex a year is like five. Yes. Yeah. Um, like it's it's low. There's a joke out of this guy. It was like, how often do you have sex with mom? You can't handle the truth. And he goes, almost every day. He goes, I almost did it Monday. I almost did it Tuesday. I almost did it Wednesday. I almost did it Thursday. Friday. He goes, I don't even know, bro, how long. Because he's old. But bro, I thought that was shit was fucking hilarious. Because his son's look, he's like, what? few times a week. Every day? I fucked her out of doing the dishes. Yeah, I, fucked I fucked her out, out of doing, doing the garbage. garbage. Yeah. Bro, that shit. But when he said that, I, I never heard anyone say that. And it it. There's sometimes where I'm, I like really cackling. It just feels so good when you just catch you off guard. And that was a cackle for me. I didn't, I was like, ah, <laughs> like just stupid. Yeah, it's like the married man that says to his wife, you know, I thought we were going to have sex a lot more when we got married. She says, I thought we were going to have sex a lot less. <laughs> well, we talked about this. Don't you remember? Yeah. I said that I wanted it infrequently. 
Oh, I thought you wanted it infrequently. (laughs) (laughs) Communication. Communication is key. But you know, this this movie, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, dude, for let's say Jim Carrey in that film was just goddamn amazing. I was like A plus. Yeah. That's that was one of the first where I was like, oh no, this guy's a real fucking deal, bro. Oh, he was. He you know, Truman Show wasn't necessarily comedy. Mm-hmm. There but was it, a, but Truman Show was still like a kind of had a light, you know, that it, you kind of got rope-a-doped, you know, yes. for the time, but this was like the whole time he was Oh, on. he was depressed. He was yeah, he was on. It was yeah. depressed. Yeah, Truman Show is also one of my favorite movies. Okay, now we're getting to number yeah. two, dude. These are good. These are good I like they? this. I'm having fun right these, now. These I'm are, having a good time. Let's go. These are the rom-coms that I like. And I'm all cheesy over here. Okay. Now, this one I watched with my daughters. This is The Princess Bride. Mm. That movie. Dude, there was something beautiful about The Princess Bride. Not only was it, like, funny as fuck, right? Another movie that Billy Crystal was in, by yeah. the way. You know, true love. <laughs> but you know what's cool about that um, movie, Princess Bride? I don't think it's very obvious what it is about. Because I don't think it's about true love. I mean, it is. But that isn't the overall theme of this film. Yeah. What do you think the theme of Princess Bride is? I think a lot of people, it's just self-realization. Hmm. From like a lot of people realized who they were along their journey. Well, so it's a, it's a fairy tale, right? Yes. The grandfather is telling his grandson. Yes. Right. And grandfathers are close to death. Mortality is at the heart of this thing. Huh. So he was the mm. dread pirate okay. Roberts, right? But the dread pirate Roberts never dies. There is no mortality for the dread. Pirate Roberts, right? Like somebody's the Dread Pirate Roberts for a little while, and then they hand it over, mm. right? There is no mortality. It's like the avoidance of mortality for this legend, right? Everything's bigger than life in this whole fairy tale, right? He isn't dead; he's mostly dead. <laughs> you okay, know? Yeah, right. So mortality was the big thing for for this film. It was all about the passing of mortality. Um, how from one generation to the next. There's usually one thing that is a constant thing, and that's love. Yeah, right? I could. Yeah, for sure. So that is the thing that keeps us alive, you know. And without it, we're dead. We're dead. Motherfucker looks dead. Yeah. What did he say to her? Um, As you wish. I've I I've, I've seen the movie maybe twice. Really, dude? Yeah. I've watched that yeah. thing, but I had daughters. That's uh, and it's like I say, yeah, huh? like I've I've watched. Like, mine is like Toy Story. Mm. Like, bro, I can't tell you how many times I've watched that movie. Mm. I can probably almost do it verbatim. Okay, now we're going we're gonna to come up on, oh, we go, on number one. No, don't get excited. Don't oh. blow your load. I want to do the honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Okay, so I- It's a real list. I appreciate it. I almost threw Groundhog Day in that motherfucker. A lot of people don't realize that that it's, is it's a, a rom-com, but it is. It is. And it's based off of a Buddhist idea. The original screenplay, it was supposed to take place over like a thousand years, right? So that's why he knew every, but you couldn't really translate it in that, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in film very well. But it was a Buddhist thing, as if we lived for a thousand years trying to set right the, you know, wrongs. The wrongs of our ways. Yeah. Um, Pretty Woman, which is another one of those things that I think distorts our view of, of, 
gender and sexuality, right? So Pretty Woman is about a man and a woman who are locked into this flirty but contentious struggle to get equal footing, right? He is very wealthy and she's a woman of disadvantage. Woman of the street, right? But a little Cinderella-ish. Right, that dirty bitch with the mop water and the mice. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Bitch's hair smells like pumpkin. <laughs> you got pumpkin seeds in your hair? What you got there? That's pumpkin? Glass slippers. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned it earlier, forgetting Sarah Marshall. I didn't know you were going on tour. Yeah, I'm going in two weeks. It's like an 18-month tour, 43 countries, infant sorrow. You know, it's going to be a massive tour. Yeah, I can't come... Because I have a job. I'm a working actress. Not anymore. You're an unemployed actress. Perfect. You could be the queen of the groupies, queen of the sorrow suckers. The sorrow suckers. Sorrow suckers. I, I don't know why they call them that. Right. Great film. I just watched that actually the other day. Anyway, when he says the line, he goes, I think I, got, I, think I caught a fever. And he says, <laughs> Dude, I... I missed it the first time and then I caught it like super stoned. Like, and I remember just, it caught me so right. And I was laughing for five minutes. Like I was, it was great. Did Shelly had never seen that movie. I just went from six to midnight. And we're, we're scanning the, uh, we're scanning the, the television stuff the other day with my friend Shelly. And we come across forgetting Sarah Marshall. And she says, I've never seen that. No, it's such a good movie. And I laughed at that part where, um, What's his name? Aldous Aldous Snow. That's mm-hmm. the character that yeah. um, Richard or not um, Russell Brand. Russell Brand is playing. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll never mention that I had herpes because I'm not having an outbreak at the moment. Yeah, because not having an outbreak. <laughs> the other shoe, not like its mortal enemy. <laughs> okay, oh, it's a good movie. Two more honorable mentions. Something about Mary. Classic. And I think one of the great things about that film as far as a rom-com is because it does take that whole I'm a perfect woman that doesn't have a man that's, you know, that's desperately needing a man. But I'm I'm a perfect woman. I'll watch fucking football and I'll fucking mm-hmm. look like this. And I'm a doctor. Yeah, she's all that this. and a bag of chips, mm, right? Classic drop. <laughs> yeah. Some dude. 90s. Yeah, but, you know, but it kind of, it's it's a satire in a sense. You know, these Hollywood romanticizing obsessive women, you know, uh, that are looking for true love, but just can't seem to fucking find it. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's just another one of those rom-com things that's just ridiculous. And they dropped the word retard. Oh, yeah. And I always appreciate, I don't know, it just makes me laugh. Oh, I love retarded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me Tropic too. Thunder or Dude. something about Mary. Yeah, you, you go a little retarded. You can't go full retard. You don't go full retard. No one goes full retard. Mm. Mm. But see, this is one of the things about you know the the film um, when you're talking about something about Mary. I think that whole thing is like uh, a tongue in cheek making fun of the rom coms. But I will say this, it is not uncommon for rom-coms to do what all these guys did in this film. And this is the tongue-in-cheek part, right? All these dudes in this thing are obsessed with Mary. Even Brett Favre, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're all obsessed. Brett Favre. And, and in these rom-coms, it's, like, perfectly acceptable to, like, stalk women. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the Matt Dillon in the in Something About Mary. Yeah. Like, like, straight stalking. But, but a lot of rom-coms, they got people stalking people. And it's, like, it's it's perfectly okay. 
Oh, he's cute. Well, back to the future, bro. He'd be peeping Tom is yeah. in the tree. No, it's funny. If you're attracted to the, the person, it's okay if she stalks you or you stalk her. But if you're fucked up looking. <laughs> well, it's that whole thing about like lines. If you're attracted to someone, if you're not, like you could just say like, oh, I love milk. Mm. And be like, dude, this guy's fucking stupid. Or you'd be like, yeah, baby, I love milk. Oh mm. my God, me too. Yeah, crazy. So the last one is Jerry Maguire. Oh, show me the money. Let's That's go. Right. That's right. And, I, you know, so films like that, and this is going to bring me to the number one point. Um, films like that, they kind of trick us. Like as dudes, Rope like we're, we're, we're following one storyline and she's following another one. <laughs> so it's two different stories that get to the same point. Yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. not funny. That's too, that's Far and away, we were watching Tom Cruise fist fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> we were watching, pre, pre, pretending to have a sister. He's falling in love with his sister. That forced proximity. You know, these are, these are the rom-com ideas. But with Jerry Maguire, what really was good about that film, it was all about finding his heart. In a soul, uh, a soulless type of business, mm -hmm. right? Like he's show me the money, like you just said. Um, he's attempting to find himself in his work and in his real life. Who's coming with me? Which is vulnerability. Who's coming with me? All right, so let's get to number one. You got any guesses? Nah, man, I don't know. I don't even. Titanic. Titanic. I think that is the greatest love story in film. That's not a rom-com. Yes, it is. You find that movie funny? Well, okay. Okay, so yeah, you're right. That's not a romantic comedy, but I mean a romance film. I should have said romance film. Yeah. I you should know, have said you know romance. how I am about particular. I should have bro. said I should have said romance film okay. because this is all about the idea of love, right? Well, and that I think the reason why it was so good is because you had this historical like voyage. setting. Yeah, like this is this is a setting for a film. When people come up to you and say, "Hey, man, I got a great idea for a film." You know, it's this boat that's unsinkable, that's going to sink, and all these people that's on it. Yeah, but that's not a story. That's not a story. That's an event. That's a setting, right? Best setting ever, right? Un the unsinkable Titanic, right? But what made that so good was the poverty that he was in and the wealth that she was in. And he was free, and she was imprisoned, you always want what you can't have. Oh, dude, it was, I, I think that was like one of the greatest love stories. Bro, that movie is legendary. I'm not saying it's not mm. at all. I just was, I would have never guessed that. Like you could have gave me a thousand guesses. I would have never said Titanic because I was thinking romantic comedies. Yeah, I should I should have mm. said romance. But love it story. is possibly, it, it, I mean, it's one of the greatest love stories in cinematic history. Well, I think it's great because Titanic, in a sense, is a representation of mankind's arrogance. Yeah, we're unsinkable, boy. Yeah. You're one natural, you're one natural disaster away from 
extinction, homie. Dude, en- environmental change is coming. Mm-hmm. But our arrogance, dude. That's fine. I got some money in the bank. <laughs> idiots. But the, the deeper underlying meaning of the film um, was this destructive force of, of prejudice and, and class separatism um, that typically keeps people from understanding and connecting on deep levels. Uh, but they were able to make this connection happen, you know. Um, now, maybe part of the reason why it happened is because they're both young and they're both guided by their own little bullies, right? Mm-hmm. And and this brings us back to the the weakness of all these films. You know, all these people are falling in love. Like Eric Fromm said, that, that's ego. That's ego. The idea that we're going to fall in love, be guided by our feelings. <laughs> You're ruining people's lives right now. Well, yeah, and I, I think that's okay because these are things that are supposed to be entertaining. But do we see our relationships through the lens of this stuff? I think that this is the way it's been since the Romantic period back in the 1800s. I think that if you go back in history, the people didn't look at love like this. And if you look at, if you look at the state of marriage and family since television stepped on the fucking scene, it's in disarray, brother. I mean, it's... It's not good. It's not good positive numbers on the future unless you're saying the amount of divorces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that film, television, romance novels, uh, social media, the way that we've been framing love is fucked up than a football bat. Well, it's not even that. It's you know, you, like online, you see a lot of people confessing their love or doing these things, but like grandioso things. And one that you only see what. You know, you only see what the minute video is. And it's just everything, man. Like nothing's fucking real, man. I don't even that's why I, that's why I enjoy entertainment. Because I don't have any ties to it. Mm. So I can sit and watch 30 minutes of dumbass videos. Cause it's just a quick dopamine hit. And I'm like, that was fun. All right, but I'm not gonna change my whole way of life because I saw some video on TikTok. You know, I think one of the biggest problems with it, though, is that we're we're more okay with violence than nudity. Dude, I was just talking to my coworker, and I said that I go, "It's so odd that we are a hypersexual country that doesn't ever want to talk about sexuality, or it's taboo to talk about it because we're repressed." It's so fucking crazy. Like, dude, right now. The fact that when I was a kid, and if you dress the way that a girl dressed now, like crop tops, Mm. like you're getting sent home. Mm. And I think about like every boy seeing like a girl's, like, bro, I look at, not like little girls, but anytime a girl has skin, like I'll look, man, I'm a fucking dude. So I can only imagine a high school kid right now who has crazy hormones. Bro, it's got to be a hard time to be a high school kid. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, bro. I mean, very hard media Mm -hmm. as far as high school kids, it shapes the adolescent mind. Everything. Does it not? Yes, it absolutely does. I mean, either, either the social acceptance of this or that or the rejection Mm -hmm. of this and that, which isolates kids, Mm -hmm. right? The, the peer influence on self image and self perception is at that time. It's probably more than you, than your own. But here's the big thing, and this is, the, this is, I think, the kind of point with all this romantic comedy stuff. It's the role that emotions play in our given reality. And this is the thing, is emotions- Catching feelings, boy. Are not clear. No, they're, emotions are what they are in that moment. 
they change, right? Like there's no emotion that's like almost ever the same. No. You know, that's what's so crazy about emotions is you think you love. And that's when my love thing, you know, okay, I didn't, that's why love to me is so powerful, right? Like why I don't mm. just use it freely because it is, man. It's like, it's like I want, I look at it as like the most precious thing I can almost give somebody is like my undying love. Mm. Like that's fucking deep, bro. And I'm, I would, like, I, I've told you this, like I'm, I'm more than happy to find someone that I can be with for the rest of my life. Like I, I, I could, but yeah, man, that's just crazy. I just think about, I want to sacrifice some for somebody and that's how I know I'm ready. Like I, I was never like this before. I was selfish as fuck. It was all about me, 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 me. See, and when we, when we frame it with our feelings, if, if the feeling stops, we think, oh, it's over. <laughs> yeah. You know, and through television, I think we've been, I, we were so like expecting to have this, this feeling like we see in television, the drama, like people need drama. They can't just sit in the fucking room and be quiet for a little while. <laughs> so true. Okay. But you're doing nothing. But here's the thing. And here's the final thing of the open hand technique. Ooh, let me go. Right? If, if you're trying to hold on to a feeling, you will never hold that feeling. You will never hold on to it because feelings change, right? But if you're open, you're always receiving. And everything that you receive, kind of like that eternal sunshine of the spotless mind where you have to accept the good, you have to accept the bad. Mm -hmm. This brings us back to Bruce Lee and his intercepting fist technique, mm. right? So Bruce Lee said that most people live their lives in a mindset of negation, where they see all the things that they don't like, and they have this negative view of those things, and they try to separate themselves from those things. Oh, I fucking hate Mondays. That's what you're going to get then. I love Fridays. It's going to never come to you. It's never going to come to you. And then they come back after the weekend and, oh, the weekend went by so fast. Yeah, because you couldn't wait to get there. And then you couldn't feel it when you were there. Now, if you live that timeless life where you see every day the, the, uh, the, the good things of every day and live that mindset of affirmation, not negation, then every day is beautiful. You know, mm. Monday, when, mm. when Monday gets there, you know what I say? God damn it, this is where the pile of money is. You know what I say? Mm. I say, let's fucking go, baby. I get so jacked to go to work. It's wild. I've never felt this way in my life. But it, but you're talking about my weekends seem long. Yes. Like, do yours sometimes? Usually. I mean, they're quick when I'm doing shit, but I'm like, Bro, that didn't feel like that was more than two days. Usually it seems about the same pace as work days. It's just, I have more work days than weekends. Fair enough. I, yeah, I, I've noticed recently and bro, I'm like the best mental I've ever probably ever been. I noticed that sometimes my weekends feel long where I'm like, bro, I can't wait to go back to work on Monday. And I don't, I know that's not normal. Like I know that's how lucky blessed or whatever you want to call it. So that's what I've earned, bro. I didn't deserve this. I earned this shit. You know, so that's why now I can sleep better because knowing that my hard work is paying off. But when happy is the point, when that's the, when that's the end goal, it will elude you. Yeah. I don't have any expectations. And I think that when we have that open hand, I'm, I'm able to receive whatever, whatever comes my way. Yeah. I can bat it away. I can catch it. I can do, do this open hand technique. I'm all in. I, 
Let's fucking go. Yeah, so we are closing out of Bro, time. Bro, this has been a fun conversation today. But I want to I want to hit some things before we get the fuck out. Okay. Okay, so this is some of the stuff that I these are some of my complaints of the rom-coms, right? And tell me if you agree with some of this shit. Um usually the people in them like I mentioned earlier are all good looking as fuck. Right? Yeah, bro, because everyone's good looking in the world. Next. Now, if you if you do some of the shit that these good looking people do as an ugly person, it's creepy. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Like the when I was talking, like a guy saying something is creepy. Yeah, that's a good thank you. Creepy. There, there's like especially from the dudes. Yeah, dude, dude is chivalrous, right? Yeah, he has some kind of chivalry. Like, oh, I saw you. I was watching you, and I like like Twilight, like the Edward Cohen protecting Bella for oh, yeah. the first time. You're like, what the fuck are you doing here, bro? Oh. I'm like. I was watching you from the, oh, that's so sweet. He was looking over you. No, it's not sweet at all. There's a person that I don't fucking know following me around, knowing where I'm at at every moment. That's really <laughs> cool. I really like that. And I have no, I don't know his intentions. He says he's obsessed with me. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it lets us think that yeah. it's okay to do that. But I mean, yeah, I can see you mm. from the distance. Okay, so here's another one of the things. If they're not rich, most of the time they're at least wealthier than the the girl, right? The dude. Always. It's an upgrade. Not always. No, not always. But that I'm movie saying, that you mentioned earlier well, surprised me. She's that's, all that. But again, like, she's I, out again, of the league. I, I really believe that it's two different types of movies. I mean, it's never a concrete worker that the bitch has fallen in love with, right? In the... In, in the rom-com movies. It, like, it's not a concrete worker. But it's, if, but it's always someone below her, though. It, what I'm saying is, is there certain jobs that you'll never see in those type of movies? He ain't, he ain't going to have a job that has shit all over his body. <laughs> but I mean, but you got to think that like that guy, that guy, or even like a wrong or like a chick flick, the guy works in the, at a farm. Yeah. Like, so, but he ain't dirty. But he ain't dirty. Not, not with shit it's, on it's his It's crazy. He's, he's been up since four in the morning working all day. But he, I mean, his cowboy hat or his white shirt's still white. He'll have a little oil on his hands. Yeah, right, yeah, on his cheek too. That looks like it was placed there, like he's gonna go Friday night lights. And you know, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but the the dude is always able to get her off, right? He's oh yeah, always, he, he's he's a sex god. Oh yeah, yeah. He ain't doing no fucking. Yeah, and he's always he's always prime time ready to play. Ain't ain't thirty seconds. No, there ain't no makeup. There ain't no yo. I just got to get this one out real quick, girl. We can go back in a minute. I promise you, because I definitely I'll be like, it's been a minute. Let me just pump this one real quick, and then I'll be back. And you know, we'll do our thing. Now, (laughs) now something about Mary. They made fun of that shit. Remember he 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 scraped wood there, and then had that little mess in his hands. Oh yeah, something like that was hanging off of his ear. You never. Oh, he's like you never fully loaded. No, you never. never, What is he saying there? Yeah, but hair gel. Oh, I needed some, but. You never, you never go to war fully loaded. I don't know. I don't care. But these dudes are always capable of this like um, spontaneous romance. Oh, I plan. I built this gazebo last night for you and decided to decorate it with all these lights. Then there's this um, way that you know they have flaws, but not in any way that really matters, right? Their flaws are always the thing that they have to kind of overcome in order to get the relationship. That's one of the things that I find fucking annoying. But he just works all the time. He just doesn't have time for me. Yeah. I, I got to get bar- beyond her toes. I got to let go of the fact that her feet are fucked up. You want to know what's funny? Dude, you're saying so many things about she's uh, she's out of your league, which mm. is so funny. That's her one flaw in the movie. Is her toes? Mm. 
That was boomerang too. Yeah. People have feet foot fucking foot fetishes. I'm not a, I'm not a big foot guy. I don't give a fuck about feet. I mean, I'll, I'll suck on a toe if I need to here and there, you know, but I'm You know not. who's got a foot fetish? Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. If you look at all his goddamn no, movies. They got, there's a lot of stuff on her feet. A lot of feet. Uh, you're, you're right. First time I met Maya, that day that she walked up to me and asked me out, I'm talking to her, right? And some dude came over to take pictures of her feet. He's like, oh, do you mind if I get pictures of your feet? Mm-hmm. She's like, fuck, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah. A little heavy girl, yeah, no, 18 no. years old, badass. Yeah. Take pictures of her feet. Take whatever you want, bro. Okay, so let's get back to this thing here. Um, you know, all these characters also seem unaffected by hardship. You know what I mean? Yeah, your first world problem is your only problem. That's your only problem is what the problem of the movie is. You ain't got nothing else. What about your rent? What's your light bill? Yeah, they're never dealing with that kind no, of shit. No, you ain't never... You never had a pipe break in your house? <laughs> oh, what? You're so laundry? No, you never got to do laundry? You got a new outfit on every day? The fuck out of here. And I think the overall point of this is Hollywood has been framing our view of love for a long time. Um, how do we frame love? How do we approach love? How much do we think about it? Where do these opinions get framed for us? I mean, teach their own, <laughs> but I think that with more people being towards the poverty line than not, you know, I would say like more people, I mean, that's a bad word choice. More people don't have excess funds to do things. Gives you a lot of time to just sit and do the stuff that you can afford. Like watch TV. Like watch TV or sit on the internet or do these things. And it's, it's so, it's so addicting and so the dopamine, bro, is real. Mm. Like I catch myself in the morning. I have to make a conscious effort to not look at my phone for 30 minutes. Like I, I my alarm goes on. I, I need to get an actual alarm clock. <laughs> I'm realizing because I'll catch myself like being like mid sleep, but like we'll check if I like what my messages were. And I'm like, well, who gives a fuck, bro? Nothing's going to change in 20 minutes. Go back to bed. Mm. So if you have that problem. Well, I'm going to bring it back to what Eric Fromm was talking about, the guy that said that falling in love is all about the ego, right? I like that. So this is, this is his quote that I said last week, and I just want to say it one more time. Love of others and the love of ourselves are not alternatives. On the contrary, an attitude of love towards oneself can be found in an attitude of being capable of loving others. Love in principle is indivisible as far as the connection between objects and oneself. So in other words, you know, if we're able to actually show love to ourselves, we're able to love others. And we're not talking about like just give ourselves everything we no, want. No. That isn't love. That's not love. That's exact that's almost the opposite to me. Yeah. It's like no, no, that's that's seeking pleasure. That's stupid. Yeah, I was like, that's just stupid. <laughs> that's just, I mean, dumb. It, it is not always pleasurable to be kind to ourselves. No, dude, it sucks sometimes. It does. Yeah. Like, with some, like sometimes it hurts to do the right thing. Fuck yeah, it does. It sucks. But then other times it's like, yeah, it, it's situational. But yeah, it's just a, to look at yourself and really look at yourself. Bro, it's one of the hardest things to do. 
because it does suck because you're trying your best. Mm-hmm. And most people are trying their best, man. And when you say like, I, my heart just hurt because there's moments where I'm like, I, I even have moments, bro, like even recently. And I had to knock myself out of it and tell myself I was stupid for thinking like that. Because I was like, I don't know, man, it's a lot of shit. And I was like, fuck you, you dumbass. Mm. And I go, no, that's not us anymore. What are you talking about? Have doubts in your head. I don't doubt nothing. I'm just going to take on what's in front of me. That's all I got. I think one of the best ways that we can love ourselves is to be objective. Mm. Objective. Where we see ourselves not as necessarily a subject in the world that's navigating objects, which is others, but an actual object. Right? Where there's nothing that special about us. Mm-hmm. We're just another motherfucker on the bus. I'm just a piece of the giant puzzle. Because we get in that subjective view and like nobody's moving fast enough out of my way. We forget that people have feelings. We forget mm. all this shit, right? But when we, we come back to that objective space and, and we see things not through our feelings and through our subjective desires, but actually in an, an unbiased kind of a way, you know what I mean? We can show love to ourselves. Absolutely. And ha- here's the thing. Have you ever been in a relationship... And maybe she was that rom-com girl. Maybe she was that good-looking thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know but, her. But not good for you. Bro, she's disgusting. And we've talked about her Ooh. before. Everybody wanted her, and I just kept saying, have her. Yeah. Have her, bro. She ain't that dope. I promise you. You're so lucky. How oh, am I? As I sit there and just stay with her even longer, because that eh, she is fine, though. She dude, when I, was, dude. when I was 18, I got with Laura. Now, this was before that show, Married with Children, came out. But Christina Applegate's character, that is the exact chick that I was seeing when I was like 18 years old. Now, I saw Laura for a couple months when me and Robin had broken up. Now, Robin, me me and her were together like five years, right? And But we had broken up for a couple months, and this is where Laura slipped on in. When that show, Married with Children, came out, Robin didn't even like me to have that television on. She was pissed, <laughs> right? But I tell you the thing about Laura, she was um, beautiful. Um, but all my friends knew that she was a bitch. <laughs> mm. And they're trying to tell me, dude, do you not see? And I was like, no, no, I do not see. And it's because the bully- Motherfucker got locked up. dude. And, and after about a month, I noticed. Oh, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, damn, she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> And the bully wouldn't let me break up with her. Bro, you want to hear the, you want me to crazy you? You want some crazy? Yes, I do. Okay, bro. We weren't even having sex, my girl and I, like the last like four months. Like we would have sex like once in a while, but we couldn't stand each other. But the fact is, but we didn't want to break up. Was it good sex when you were like that? Oh, bro, we were fucking, yeah, it was was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. But we were always just like, get, it was almost like we got angry at each other and would wait two weeks and then just like. Angry sex. Fuck and hard. It was hard. Yeah, it was like physical. But I was like, oh baby. And it was it was addicting though, that lifestyle, like craziness, like the drama, like, oh, we're always arguing about it. So stupid. Now I look back. I'm like, that's not what I want, bro. I don't want to not do anything and get yelled at, you know? Like I did something. Mm. I've cheated on so many girls without ever cheating on a girl in my life. It's amazing. And this is what I mean by we don't always show love to ourselves. (laughs) Preach. Because what is the effect, right? What is the effect? 
like the next relationship you get into, how do you see women? The next relationship I get into, I feel like the woman is going to get the best version of me. Now. now. But I mean, after you were coming out of that thing. Okay. You know, and after you were with that girl yeah. and having that angry sex. Uh-huh. Dude, it, it distorts our view. Oh, I hated women for a while. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was just like, all you, I bro, I jumped on that red pill kick. If you don't know what that, the green, blue pill, red pill, red pill is like super masculine. This, this, like I jumped on hard and then I stopped myself one day and started thinking <laughs> crazy. Mm. And I was like, wait, some of this shit don't add up. Oh wait. So I can, no, I think it's cool to have one partner. And I think it's like, just cause I'm the man of the house and I do all these things. Most likely I'm going to be the breadwinner of my family. Let's be real. If I don't, that's dope. Cause we're going to be doing very well. Mm. But I'm like, yo, that's my partner. It's not like I pay all the bills so I get to do everything. It's like, nah, bro, I bring some shit to the table. You bring some shit to the table and look at this table. It's dope as fuck. <sighs> Preach. That's what I want. So if you out there, ladies, holla at me. Get at your boy. He's you know, lonely. We've, we've gone long on if, this love thing. Yes, we have. I've been having we, fun because we've been quick. about 15 minutes long, oh, dude. Bro. But sometimes you got that long love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, people, this is the Truth to Power podcast, where we frame spiritual, political, and social topics through the lens of art. And I thought it was rom-coms, but this week it's just more of the media love. Mm. Um, Don't get it on you, it's kind of sticky. We out. Truth to Power. This is Ace Cannon and Curious G. See you next week. I actually will turn the ringer off of my phone and sometimes put a piece of card well i work all the time so never never interrupt me okay not if there's a fire not even if you hear the sound of a thud from my home and one week later there's a smell coming from there that can only be a decaying human body and you have to hold a hanky to your face because the stench is so thick that you think you're gonna faint even then don't come what does love look like around these here parts? Close your eyes and visualize the hearts. Those we've known with open scars. Marred, jaded, hard. I've been growing cold, not by the inch, but by the yard. I guess I struggle with where to start, so I punch through the mire. Veil so dark, more sugar coat. My lyrical twists of insights into love I give. But at the end, you'll find my wits in betwixt my darker shit. Open hands, man. What you got? Open hands, man. What a record, bro. Um, refresh my mind. When did, roughly, when did we make this record? Was this within the last year? Like, oh my goodness. Oh my so, goodness. So, no. Um, we were actually doing Jawbreak Boys somewhere around October of last year. Okay. okay. Right. That's right. And that's right. and this album was finished and ready to roll. Um it it took a little bit to release the album. Like the album wasn't released until February. But I'd say that we were either finished with this song or getting close to finishing with this song. Like we might have been in the middle of recording this song actually when we did Jawbreak Boys, like in that in that time frame between October and December. Because I always like to be finished well before the release you know right right um tell um tell the people a little bit about what would what would what's your favorite 
like four or five or six bar section on here. And can you break it down? Oh, sec- second verse, hands down. What's your favorite? What's your favorite part? Um, you know, I don't your know if I could bars, actually say, say a, a favorite part. I just really like the whole second verse, and because it's very revealing. This is, um, okay. you know, like I I'm talking about what love is in the world today, mm-hmm. and in the second verse, I'm talking about myself completely. Mm. Okay. So, like, I try to put it into the idea that, um, you know, as as someone that practices art, that is what the act of love is. So, like, if you look at the second verse, it says, who am I? This you ask. Some only see my mask. And I'm talking about my face. And then it you- says, overlooked or passed by fast. And that's kind of the way we treat people sometimes. We o- you overlook them or we pass by them without really seeing more in that person. Right, right. Right. But then I go, but if you're asking, catch the facts. I'm that overflowing glass that mm. art spilled into skin. So, mm. so I'm talking about like the artist that I am, mm-hmm. you know, propped up bones I own, see mold baby growing thin. So I'm, I'm talking about me getting older as an artist too. Um, kicking breath into wind, I connect at depth and then ascend until mm. death that breaks my breath, cocoon-like clothes into wind. And I'm talking about my skin in that, that cocoon-like clothes. Cool. You know, I'm talking about when when death comes for me. You know, is this how time undressed just the way that birth begins? Who knows how souls float by design or chaotic fits? So I'm bringing up the idea of is life by design? Is is a God responsible for all this or is this just mm-hmm. part of the chaos? You know, the vibration energy wave like trip. So I'm kind of saying, you know, is this just great energy? I don't know any of these answers, right? I don't know what happens after the point of death. All I know is I'm here in this moment, you know, kind of an idea. And and being art and becoming art is like practicing love, you know? And it, it's, there's a, there's an act of self-love that the artist has to have, mm-hmm. I believe, and, mm-hmm. and being honest with yourself and actually um, pushing yourself to go through with all the ups and downs of being an artist, you know? But the act of love is... Um, bringing these songs and the meaning of all this stuff to the audience. Very cool. You know, you, you know, what's I, crazy. I, you know, it's crazy. What's that? I, um, when you said that we did open hands around the job break boys time, uh, October ish of last year, the project yeah. still didn't come out until early this year. Right. Cause this is the sacrificing the silence project, right? February, February 19th. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Did we, so we made this one, I imagine, what, late last summer, maybe September-ish? Um, man. Uh, um, no, I, I think it's, I think it would be about a year ago. I, I would say it would be in the fall, you know, Holy I would say. shit, dude. Time is flying, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> wow. we released um, Headspace in October. We yep. released yep. Um, Storm of Clouds and Smoke in December. Mm-hmm. And then in February, this album. So That's those- right. Those three albums, this overall project came out in the space of a you know couple months, you know from October to February. So, how did the initial idea for Open Hands um, come about for you? It's this- a martial arts. It's a martial arts concept that I kind of okay. developed on my own, mm-hmm. um, and I believe that you know the open hand technique idea of uh, adaptability is is the true strength that all of us have. You know, because because every moment doesn't uh, rely on fighting, 
right? Right. If we can, if we can meet somebody in conversation and avoid some kind of fight, we can disarm people sometimes with humor. We can disarm somebody with kindness. You know, everything doesn't need to go to that that level of violence, right? Right. Um, and I think that's what the open hand technique is, is there is a, a state of love that, that we have for ourself, you know, our own, our own selves, where we don't want to get fucked up in a fight either. You know, nobody wants to fight, right? Right. Um, and like Bruce Lee talked about, he wants to disarm people as fast as possible because he doesn't want to either hurt himself or hurt others. And that's the kind of love that, that this song has taken on with the open hand technique idea, you know? Very, very, very freaking cool. Um, yeah, it's a it's a philosophy, brother. I was thinking um, when we when we had sat down and made the music for this uh, when I was putting the podcast together because again I, I've mentioned it before on our segments um, when when I'm putting songs together for episodes and everything it's very crazy how like you know how like, we've done so many songs, Sean, where you don't like forget about them but you might've not listened to one for a while. Um, when, when that baseline on here, when that comes in funky as fuck, bro, I was like, wow. Like, uh, last week's episode when I was putting it together, I was like, Damn, Oh, this, dude. this song Damn. makes you want to run through a wall. It really you know, the, does. The, it really does. The music is kind of like Rocky. You know what I mean? Like that's the feeling I get is it it's is. like watching a Rocky movie. It is. I just, I know, I know it's a love thing, right? But like love empowers people. It does. You know, as um, I haven't really thought about this, but it actually is a fitting word for the topic on this song. Um, do you know what enthusiasm means? Kind of, but fill me in. So it's a Greek word, and it actually means God within. When somebody is enthusiastic, it's like they're filled with the Spirit. Yes! 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 Oh! 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 Oh, God. Oh. I'll have what she's having. So enthusiasm and the idea of love could be very closely connected because when we feel that uh, feeling of love, you know, we are enthused, right? We're, right? we're kind of excited and happy and all that good stuff, you know? So I think it's a fitting, I think it's a fitting feeling for the music in this song. I know we wanted something up and positive and this is, this is it, you know? That is our episode of Love this week. Hope you enjoyed this two-part series. Next week, we have something else coming down the pike. This song is Jawbreak Boys. I am Curious G. This is Truth to Power. This world, man, it'll humble you. This game will humble you. But when gravity hits, it really matters how hard you hit back. Jaws talk, that's what they do Catch that fresh, breaking news All the sport talk shows on East Coast time Early Raws, go on and talk As if it's like we've been sleeping in No, we don't mind Who sleep for real, come game time Dream team talk meets real prime time Don't y'all know it's dangerous To believe that hype Go on and talk, but round here Barks Yeah, truth bites back like clockwork, yo, here come that crack.
12 man strong, y'all came out matched. We bring the noise that breaks jaws and backs. Jawbreak boys, here come that smack. In tune with that boom, that compete mindset type of womb. Make a way, y'all. We need some room to move. With the jawbreak boys, that's what we do. Storm of green, that 12 man blue. Come to Jesus, just came to you. Come, come, come to Jesus, just came to you. They, they, they come to Jesus, just came to you. They, they come to Jesus, just came to you. Jawbreak hawks, fast attack. Jawbreak boys, here come that smack. Hawks nest, 12 man trap. Bull hawk boys, y'all do the math. With the jawbreak boys, y'all looking at. When jawbreak boys, y'all looking at. When jawbreak boys, all looking at. Hawks wreak havoc, 12's got your back. Talk your cash, cause we all in. We about to see how your cash spins. On the clock, out in the wind. When the 12's get up on all of them. Storm clouds looming in. We snatch your will and keep grinding in. Break each attack. Yeah, we caught y'all's half-stepping act. Fell so soft, then the crack. Your truck can't drive, we just beat the brakes right off that rod. Every game time tick takes your prod. K9 bad dog type of bite, here come the pack. This ain't your night, we just rung your bell, just hug the mat. We got the ball in this 12-man map. Jawbreak boys y'all looking at, we looming over a 12-man snack. We, 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 we looming in over a 12-man snack. Jawbreak hawks, fast attack. Jawbreak boys, here come that smack. Hawks nest, 12 man trap. Bull hawk boys, y'all do the math. With the jawbreak boys, y'all looking at. Jawbreak boys, y'all looking at. Jawbreak hawks, fast attack. Jawbreakers pop players off the mat. Jawbreak 12 man attack. We can take them hits. Y'all is too long lipped. One more knockout win. You wanna talk about that again? Go on, player. Your tongue might just catch a grip Catch your breath, jaw can sit Relax from that truth you hit Jawbreak boys y'all looking at Jawbreak boys y'all looking at Jawbreak boys y'all looking at Jawbreak boys